Welcome to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lukin, the Financial Dignity Coach. In this podcast, we help you recover a positive and peaceful relationship with your personal finances. We do this by bringing together wise money management with emotional intelligence. Join us for this journey where we navigate our relationship with money as Christine Lucan draws from years of experience and guest experts to help you get to the root of your money issues. Hello and welcome to Money is Emotional with your host, Christine Lucan. Christine, what's going on? Well, you know, everything's good with the exception of a broken toe. I noticed on video today, you just kind of hobbled to your desk. (laughs) (laughs) The audience didn't get the benefit of that, but I thought you were dancing at first, quite honestly. And then I realized that's not a dance. It probably looks the same. (laughs) (laughs) The way I dance, it absolutely does. The way I dance, yes. (laughs) Okay, so what the heck happened? Well, you know, I wish it was like this really interesting story, but I was carrying a basket full of towels with bare feet and I kicked a piece of furniture. In fact, it was a piece of my cat's furniture. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that and just I fractured added a whole my toe. Level. Oh god. Yes. Yeah. Your cat doesn't know to pick up after itself, put its toys uh, away, things like that. Well, I think my husband felt really bad because he had placed the scratching post by one of the pieces of furniture oh, that they like to yeah. scratch on. So you're supposed to Replace the post in front of it. So it's <laughs> like, hey, you know, scratch here. Well, the base of the scratching post was like sticking out three yeah. inches mm-hmm. beyond the piece of the furniture. And I think he felt terrible, but I'm like, it's not like you did this on purpose. Oh, you could have wrote <laughs> that for a think. while. Yeah, you, you could have wrote that for a while. I mean, that could have been like a. Uh, what, what did you need? I mean, shoes. Yeah. I mean, right now you don't need roller skates. We've talked about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. oh, I think I'm going to buy my roller skates this month. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's it's going to be a few months. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you could always change the story. I mean, here's the thing. You're running into a burning building to save countless no. children. You had children under each arm and you had to kick a toddler <laughs> clear of the building. Right. Is that, is that okay to say? Well, <laughs> it was, it was a chunky toddler and he was fine. <laughs> it was just, it happened to be at a bad angle. The that. problem is, is I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> Got it. I'll Just handle not. PR. I'm not a good liar. <laughs> I'll handle PR. Yeah, no problem. You got this. Uh, yeah, I'll have a storyboard written up and everything. So yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, we didn't come here to talk about broken toes or kicking toddlers. Uh, what did we come here to talk about today? Yes. Well, honestly, what we're talking about today is actually a little bit more painful than a broken toe, and this mm. is about the four divorce mistakes to avoid relative to your personal finances. Mm. And it's very clear, you know, divorce is one of the most stressful life events that someone can go through. And because it's such an emotional time, it can be very challenging to make wise money decisions that are good for us now and later. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to touch on these particular emotional landmines that can cause some real financial damage that I see people making. And most importantly, like, how do we steer clear of them? And so mistake number one, I call it using money as a weapon. And this happens when you feel like you need to punish your spouse. 
perhaps because they weren't a great husband or wife, or Mm -hmm. maybe they were having an affair or, you know, there's a big major reason for this blow up. Essentially, it's using anger, right? Like anger is the primary emotion. So I refer to this as this is the fight response to the divorce. And so this can manifest in a few ways. It can be like reckless spending, unreasonable demands in the divorce proceedings. It can manifest in all different kinds of ways. So I've got a great example of this. I had a financial planner who was a friend of mine, and he was telling me the story because he said, you know, I wish I had known you six months ago because maybe mm-hmm. maybe you could have talked this person off the ledge. And he's like, I completely failed. I used all the all the knowledge, all all the persuasion I possibly could, and I just could not talk her out of this. So her husband was cheating on her mm-hmm. with her best friend. Oh God. Oh. And as part of the divorce proceedings, she was entitled to a certain portion of his 401k. And she told her financial planner that she wanted to withdraw fifty thousand dollars of mm, that money. No. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> and she bought a red BMW convertible because every time that she dropped the kids off or picked them up, that was her way of throwing it in his face that she spent his money on this car. This mm-hmm. was like kind of her throat punch, so to speak. And the problem was, despite the financial plan, her telling her these things, you know, when it came time to file her taxes, mm-hmm. because she was not of retirement age. There were the taxes due and penalties. Mm -hmm. So essentially that cost her like an extra $15,000. Yeah, easily. Absolutely. So it wasn't like she was spending $50,000 on this car. It was like spending $65,000 on this car. Plus it's not like she had an overabundance of money for retirement. And if you, you know, look at that compounded growth, you know, she was in her forties. If you would have taken that $50,000 and look at that compounded growth over 20 years, that car probably cost her six figures. Well, yeah, call it the 65, right? 65,000 is what she truly, you know, well, I don't know how much she had to pull out of her account to fudge for the taxes. Maybe she paid it out of her own pocket, but Oh man. And can I just say right now that it's totally sidebar here. (laughs) If you're getting a divorce and your spouse has cheated on you, I think you should be eligible for, instead of like splitting it 50, 50, if they've cheated on you, you should be getting 75, 20. (laughs) I'm just saying I That's just my thought process. No, I know. But the way the legal system works is it's like, here's here's how much you get. I mean, they literally, the judge does not care why. You're yeah. getting a divorce. No, that's true. There's that's true. there's no such thing as punitive damages in a divorce. And I tell people that I'm like, hey, look, this sucks, but you don't get emotional pain and suffering payments from yeah, divorce. They just look at what is fair financially. Yeah. And so one of the things that I tell my clients is, 
you know, we're not going to deny the anger. Like the anger is there. It is real. We need to move it out of our body. We need to move it out of our system. So, you know, if we need to sign up for a kickboxing class, you know, if you need to sign up for a marathon and start training, they've got things like uh, axe throwing where you can go and like Mm -hmm. throw axes at targets, whatever you need to do to move that angry energy out of your body, do it. We always talk about like the revenge figure, you know, it's like you get divorced and then, you know, you finally get in shape and lose all the weight so that your ex is like, oh, man, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I screwed up. Look how hot she is or look how attractive he is. So, yeah, we can use that angry energy for a positive outcome. And the thing we want to remember is that the best revenge is your long-term financial success. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, being on this podcast with you over the last 10, 11, 12 episodes, my mind has not, not wandered, but has gone to a certain place. Um, I'm a Trekkie. I like, kind of like Star Trek. I've always liked yeah. it since I was a kid. And probably four podcasts ago, I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if you could just flip a switch and turn off all your emotions like a Vulcan, right? <laughs> like Spock, right? Just flip yes. a switch. Turn this one is really bringing me that vibe, a divorce situation. Yes. You know, we've talked about shopping with emotions and spending mm-hmm. money with emotions, but this particular thing, I've never been through a divorce. I've seen friends go through it and it's just absolutely devastating. I know that you've been through it and you, you learned a ton and that's why you do what you do. Yeah. But Dear God, if there was that switch that we could just flip it so we didn't make these kind of mistakes. I know. That'd be nice. I know. So mistake number two is what I like to call giving away the store. Hmm. This is the opposite of the first one. This happens when you will pretty much agree to anything just to get the divorce behind you. Chances are you're tired of fighting. You don't like conflict or disagreement, and you just want to move on with your life. This is the flight response. Like, you just want it to be over. You just want to get away from the whole situation. And so, you know, when I was engaged to Jeff, you know, with my almost divorce, this was my response. Our relationship was, you know, this constant cycle of, fighting and making up, fighting and making up. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of conflict. When I was finally ready to leave that relationship, I mean, I was just like, I want out of here as fast as possible. And so I did make some dumb decisions with money. And, you know, we had talked about this, that Jeff helped me to run up some credit cards His car was in my name because he had had a DUI and, you know, I was trying to get him to get it into his name and out of my name, but he didn't have a driver's license. (laughs) And so I remember like talking to my counselor about this and he said, let me get this straight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why are you so insistent that he even gets this car? Like, he owes you a considerable amount of money. You should just like take the car and sell it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can't do that. Cause it's quote unquote his car. 
And he said, look, if you're insistent upon doing this, you got to give him a deadline. So finally, I said, look, it's got to be out of my name by this date. If not, I'm coming to get it. And that finally triggered him to sell the car to one of his friends. And he's like, well, my friend only paid me for half of it. And I'm like, I literally don't even care. Mm. <laughs> like, he's going to be real mad if I tow it away and sell it to somebody else. And then you're going to have a whole nother problem on your hands. Yeah, yeah no kidding. But I left 90% of the furniture. I left a whole bunch of stuff in our apartment. I left all our pets. You know, there were things that... Like still to this day, I'm like, why didn't I take that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it wasn't even like the big stuff. You know, it was like the cookie cutters that my mom and I used to make cookies when I was a little kid. I left those there. So we spent, my mom and I spent like a year going to antique stores, recollecting the cookie cutters. Mm. (laughs) That's good though. Yes, it was good. But it was just like the problem with this is if you don't stand up for yourself, you're probably going to receive less than you are entitled to, less than what's fair. And especially when you're going through legal proceedings, these things are not easily amended. So Mm -hmm. if you don't get what you want up front, going back to court, it's a pain and it costs a lot of money. And so you may need to take some extra time up front to work some of these things out with your attorney. Now, typically your attorney is going to quote unquote fight on your behalf so that you shouldn't have to do too much of that. But sometimes people are just so willing to concede because they're just done. Yeah, they just want to be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I will do with certain clients where they're very conflict adverse is I will tell them, look, if you can't feel like I can't advocate for myself, like I don't care, I would walk away with nothing. I just want to get out. Sometimes we need to advocate for a higher cause. Hmm. What do you mean? If you have kids, you could be, you know, we all know the woman who's like the sweetest thing on the planet. You mess with her kids and a whole nother personality comes out. Oh, yeah. Mama Bear. Absolutely. (laughs) So if you think about every dollar that I don't get is money that I'm not going to have to help support my kids, Mm -hmm. sometimes that'll flip that switch and allow you to be able to stand up for yourself. Um, And if you don't have kids, chances are there's a cause that you're really passionate about, you know, maybe you rescue animals or, you know, you have mission work that you do, or there's a particular religious organization that you donate to. If you don't get enough money to take care of yourself, you're not going to have anything left over to give to those causes. Yeah. So sometimes we need to plug into that source of something outside ourselves to say, you know, if I can't advocate for myself, can I advocate for my kids or for these other causes that, you know, if I'm not financially stable, I'm not going to be able to support these causes or take the best care of my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great point. All right. So mistake number three, this is the deer in the headlights. Mm. 
This is what happens when you feel paralyzed and you're either unwilling or unable to take productive action. And this usually is a result of feeling either overwhelmed or confused. This is the freeze response. And it actually can be worse than fight or flight. You might be in a state of shock or denial. Like maybe the divorce was not your idea and you didn't even see it coming, right? But the problem is when we freeze and we refuse to move, I mean, like we know what happens to the deer in the headlights if it doesn't move, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to get run over. And I I tell people, you know, refusing to make a decision is a decision. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take productive action, what can happen is if you delay things for too long, you might be forced into an unfavorable course of action by default. So if your spouse is, you know, retaining their attorney and doing all the things that they're supposed to do, there's going to come a point to where you're going to have to do something because you got a court date. And if your court date is 30 days out and you don't have an attorney yet, you might get stuck with an attorney that you don't like working with because that's the only person that can fit you in. Yeah. And we don't want to have those types of situations. So it's interesting because you do something different if the cause of your freeze response is overwhelm or confusion. But there's one question that you ask yourself that can determine this, and that is, will more information help me to move forward? So if more information will help you, then you're probably confused. You're unclear about what your next action steps are. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably going to need to go back to your attorney Or, you know, if you're also working with someone on the financial piece of things and ask them some questions and just come to them and say, I'm finding myself freezing and not moving forward. And it's because I'm confused about X, Y, and Z. Can you explain this to me? Yeah. I mean, there's such a thing as divorce brain, right? You're Mm -hmm. under this huge amount of stress. There's a high amount of emotions and that actually does affect your processing power in your memory because you're in this state of extreme stress many times. Now, if you're feeling frozen because you're overwhelmed, you know, when I say, will more information help you move forward? Your response is like, dear God, no, do not give me any more information (laughs) because I am so overwhelmed and I just don't even know what to do. And in this situation, What you really want to do is go to your divorce team and say, look, this is extremely overwhelming and you have given me this checklist of 20 things that I have to do. And when I look at it, I just want to throw up or I just want to run away. (laughs) Can you just give me like the one thing I need to do over the next week? And then when I'm done with that, can you give me the next thing? Because that would actually help me to help you get these things that you need so we can move forward. Excuse me. Yes, you. Thank you so much for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. We hope you're enjoying it so far. 
If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at www.christinelukin.com and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. Yeah, and, and what I'm hearing really is even if you're confused, even if you're overwhelmed or a combination of both, get a professional involved because that's, yes. that's who's done this before. That's who's gone through this. And, and Christina, it's, it's interesting because I was on a call just last week with an investigator and he Ooh. investigates all sorts of different things. But one of the things that he focuses on is divorce. Mm-hmm. And one of the parties will normally hire him to investigate, to find out what's going on. And, and I, I bring that up because one of the things that he had said that just kind of stuck with me is, look, if the person who is filing for divorce, which usually, you know, if it's anyway, it's usually the person who is clear minded at that point, maybe they would just want another relationship because they are having an affair or whatever, right. they have had time to think about what they want to do, get the proper things in place hide money if they mm-hmm. can maybe they've got maybe their business owner that was one of the things he brought up he's you know their, their business owner they've got multiple businesses and yeah. the spouse just isn't aware of its second business or oh that business fizzled out years ago but guess what that's where they're hiding cash is in that business it's a you know out of state yeah. business or whatever they've right. had time and so not to rush into any type of decision but getting a professional to help you right away that then you can say, you know, they're going to ask you those types of questions. You know, do they have a business, you know, of all their stuff, right? It, it gives time to plan and prepare. The longer you wait, the more the spouse has time to hide things and be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times that's what's happening in, in marriages. Yes. Well, yes. And you can refer back to our episode on is my spouse hiding money from me. That's if right. You suspect that because there, there's a lot of good meaty stuff in that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So our final mistake, and this is perfect because this just segues right into this, is not having someone on your money team to help you. So when someone files for divorce, the first thing they think about is retaining their attorney to help them through the divorce. Mm -hmm. But attorneys are legal experts. They're not financial experts. Now, they usually know enough to say like, okay, here's the things that we're dealing with. But it's helpful to have both a legal and a financial person on your divorce team to help you navigate through this transition. And in fact, many times I have been called in to work with a client by the divorce attorney, Mm -hmm. where they say like, this person is going to need more help. They need somebody level-headed that can guide them through this process. And it can be a financial coach, but it also could be, you know, a financial planner. It could be your tax person. If you've got a relationship with your banker, it could be someone like that who you trust. We want to make sure though, that whoever you are recruiting for your money team, as you move through divorce, that they have experience and education in helping clients specifically with divorce. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, I became a certified divorce specialist. So what this means is I receive ongoing training about the subtleties of divorce, not just in the financial arena, but also in 
the legal arena, the mental health arena, and real estate. So even though I'm not experts on the legal, the mental health, the real estate, I know enough. So when I'm talking with clients, I can say, this might be a problem. This might be an issue. This is something you want to consider. And then I can connect them with someone who is also a member of the National Association of Divorce Professionals so that they know, hey, this person isn't just going to sell my house. They know the intricacies of what happens when divorcing couples are trying to sell a house. Like that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't be ashamed. Don't be nervous to ask for guidance with your finances as you're moving through divorce. Having this good advice up front, it can save you both money and heartache in the future. So here's the thing. As you were saying that last part, I just want to make sure the audience really, really, really understands what that means as far as being a certified divorce specialist. It's like having a friend who has been through something like this, but has way more knowledge, has had to deal with every part of the arena, you know, like you said, the real estate yeah. part, mental health, legal, financial. And I just want to give a quick story. One of my friends, uh, actually my best friend, lost his father just a few days ago um, mm -hmm. due to an accident. Oh, no. And he's never dealt with finances. He's never dealt with wills. He's never dealt with estates and trusts and things like that. But you know, I've worked with financial advisors for a very, very long time. I've worked with folks like you for a very long time. I don't know all the legalities, the ins and outs, but he had mentioned, you know, my sister said that dad mentioned to her one time that if, if he did pass, the mortgage was taken care of. And he was, I don't even know how that would work. I said, well, here, one thing that you maybe obviously he didn't know. I said, there's actually things that you can put in place with mortgages. It's basically called mortgage protection mm -hmm. that you, you pay a little extra. And if you pass away, the mortgage is paid off. And right. he was freaking out. He goes, Oh my gosh, if, if he did that, that would be because he did, he did not have a will. So oh, they're dealing wow. with, yeah, they're dealing with a ton of stuff <laughs> and that's just one more thing that they can take off their plate. So yeah. having a vast knowledge, but not all the legal documentation numbers and all that stuff that, right. that all, all that stuff, the professionals handle, but to yeah. have someone like you in their corner, they can say, here's the things we need to look at one mm -hmm. at a time, not 20 at once. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. One at a time. <laughs> let's walk through it together. That's invaluable. That, that's unbelievable value that you can bring to somebody. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that because this is your podcast. I'm saying that because I've known you for a long time and yeah. know where your heart is. I know how you work with people. And if you're listening to this and you're not going through a divorce, I hope that's your case. But if you yeah. know somebody who is in a situation like this, you got to share this podcast with them because there's so much they need to know and they probably just don't at this point. And that's okay. Yeah. But there are people, you know, like Christine that can help them and the other professionals that they need to get in touch with as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, just being aware of these emotional pitfalls as you approach divorce, this is going to allow you to check in with your emotions mm -hmm. and say, what am I feeling? You know, am I feeling anger? Am I feeling like I want to run away? Am I feeling overwhelmed? So we can kind of self-identify as to like, okay, which pitfall am I getting close to? And it may not just be one of them as you move through the process, because it's very rare that someone gets through a divorce in like 90 days, right? This is usually a protracted 
experience. You know, for a lot of people, it takes a full year from the time you find out your now ex is cheating on you to the divorce being final. It takes some time. And so you may go through feeling several of these different things during the process of your divorce, but now you know exactly, okay, now I recognize what's going on here. I need to sign up for a kickboxing class. (laughs) Seriously. Yes. (laughs) Very healthy, very therapeutic. (laughs) It is. Well, and, you know, if our listeners are going through divorce or they've got a friend or a family member that is, hop over to my website or go straight to Amazon or Audible and grab a copy of my book, Financial Dignity After Divorce. There's also a free workbook that goes along with it. Um, so if you you liked this content and you're like, oh, I want a whole entire roadmap for how to get through divorce with my finances intact so that I'm thriving with my money by the time this is over, uh, you can go to financialdignityafterdivorce.com. Yeah. And, and while you were speaking, I actually jumped over to Amazon and saw that there it's on Kindle, it's on audiobook. Obviously there's paperback as well. Yeah. But if you've got a friend that needs this, it's five bucks, you know? Um yeah. <laughs> it's it's five bucks for the Kindle version, uh, you know, and if I do not belong to Kindle Unlimited. I have no idea what that is, but I'm assuming it's a subscription. Yeah. I'm sure Audible, it looks like Audible has some sort of s- subscription as well. Yep. The book is free if you have one of those subscriptions. So yeah. if your friend needs it, go get it for them. Um, yes. it, it'll be such a blessing. So I just wanted to point that out because I did not know that they had that. Four ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's great. I know. Yeah. Yes, we want to get that information out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Christine, uh, two things. I would love to open the email up for listeners to maybe ask some questions of you. Yeah. Or just check in on your toe. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we, we appreciate your sympathy cards, <laughs> sympathy emails. <laughs> That's right. Toe at podcast. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is the email address uh, they can reach you at again? Yes, it is hello at christinelucan.com. Um, and also, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching as you go through divorce, um, you can also reach out to me on my website, which is christinelucan.com, or send me an email, hello at christinelucan.com. Fantastic. Christine, thank you so much. Tough topic, but you made it amazing. I mean, oh. there's so much good information in here. I try. Yeah. Well, you succeed. So that's good. That's good stuff. Awesome. Good yeah, to just hear. walk out and watch out for the cat tree and we'll be fine. I know. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Money is Emotional podcast with Christine Lucan. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Christine comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast. No, truly, please share this podcast with somebody who needs it. And if you rate it and leave a review, this will actually help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Money is Emotional, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Money is Emotional podcast. To get in touch, visit our website at www.christinelucan.com or drop us a line at hello at christinelucan.com. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted 
represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Christine Lucas. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your advisor, tax professional, or other qualified financial professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal finances.